Hello, and welcome back to Weird on the Rocks. This is a podcast that explores the weird, unusual, strange, and unexplained, all while getting our drink on. I'm your host, Katie. I'm really excited about today's episode because this is a topic that has always intrigued me, and that is mysterious medical conditions. I remember watching a TV show when I was really young that had a bunch of different people who suffered from really rare medical conditions, and I was just so fascinated by it, and I still am. When I first started my podcast and I started making a list of topics I wanted to cover, this was one of the first things on that list, and I'm finally getting around to it. Look at me. Uh, I think that nowadays with the internet and sites like WebMD, you know you've gone on there. where, you know, we can just put in our symptoms into the computer. And we probably all thought that we had some weird, mysterious illness before that nobody else in the world has ever had, because we had, you know, all these strange, unconnected symptoms. And we probably just had a cold or something. Uh, But today I'm going to be talking about extremely rare and uncommon medical conditions that real people are actually suffering from, most of which I had not heard of until I started the research for this episode. My main takeaway is that the human body is incredibly fascinating and I think a lot stronger and adaptable than maybe, you know, we give it credit for or that we realize. So I hope you guys like today's episode and I'm positive that you will definitely learn something new. There are some wild things I'm going to talk about. You can find Weird on the Rocks on Facebook and Instagram at Weird on the Rocks Podcast, Twitter at Weird underscore Rocks, and the website WeirdOnTheRocks.Weebly.com. Today's episode is sponsored by Two Beauties Skincare and Makeup. Do you love beauty? Do you love supporting local business? Two Beauties Skin and Makeup, located in the heart of Old Town Eureka, is your one-stop destination for all things beauty on the North Coast. They offer clinical skincare services, chemical peels, waxing, and professional makeup application from licensed and experienced professionals only. Two Beauties also carries a large selection of high-end makeup and skincare products like Jan Marini, Glow Skin Beauty, Kula, and Oma Beauty, to name a few. And the awesome owner over at Two Beauties, Liz, has created a special discount code just for you, Weird on the Rocks listeners. Head over to their beautiful new website, twobeauties.org, and use the code WEIRDONTHEROCKS at checkout to receive 10% off your entire order. Not only do they carry tons of high-quality makeup and skincare products, but they also have merch, candles, beauty tools, makeup brushes, and so much more. You will absolutely find something on their site for you. So don't forget to use code WEIRDONTHEROCKS at checkout to receive 10% off your order. Easily shop gift cards and all your beauty needs at www.twobeauties.org. That's 2-T-W-O-Beauties.org. Or find them on social media at 2 Beauties Eureka. Love beauty, shop local. 2 Beauties in Old Town Eureka since 2016. Before we get into the good stuff, I want to share this week's beverage of choice. Today I'm being super lame, super pregnant, and I'm drinking coconut water. <laughs> I actually just woke up from a nap. It was supposed to be 30 minutes. Told my husband to wake me up. He let me sleep for an hour and 30 minutes. So I woke up very thirsty. (laughs) So I'm having a coconut water. Very boring. I'm almost 36 weeks pregnant and I'm trying to cut down on sugar and just kind of focus on hydration and electrolytes, all that fun stuff. Um, So coconut water has been uh, one of my favorite things to drink this pregnancy. So that's what I'm doing. Definitely not fun 
or exciting. Um, but you best believe that I have a bottle of champagne chilling in the fridge as we speak for after I give birth. So your girl's not going anywhere, I promise. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. Cheers, and let's get weird. So the first medical condition that I'm going to talk about is something called chimerism. Wikipedia defines chimerism as, quote, a genetic chimerism or chimera is a single organism composed of cells with more than one distinct genotype, end quote. And the National Society of Genetic Counselors says it is, quote, when a woman is pregnant with twins and one embryo dies and the other embryo absorbs the twins' cells, end quote. LiveScience.com says, quote, this can happen in cases of fraternal twins where there are two separate eggs fertilized by two separate sperm and the two zygotes merge and form one human being with two different cell lines. Most of the time, people with chimerism probably go undiagnosed without specific biomedical tests, such as genetic testing. It's impossible for doctors to tell that a patient is a chimera, but there may be subtle clues to this condition. Some people with chimerism have patchy skin coloration or different colored eyes. In some cases, chimerism is diagnosed when a person is found to have two different blood types, end quote. In 2002, Lydia Fairchild was pregnant with her third child when her and her husband, the child's father, decided to separate. Lydia applied for child support, which required both her and her ex-husband to provide a DNA sample. However, Lydia was shocked when the results came back showing that she was not her child's biological mother, despite currently being pregnant with the child. Prosecutors believed she was lying to receive benefits or was involved in a surrogacy scam of some sort and ordered for her two other children to be taken out of her custody. When Lydia gave birth to her child, there was a court-ordered observer present in the room to make sure blood samples were taken immediately from both Lydia and her newborn. Results showed that she was not the mother of the child, leaving everyone confused and frustrated. Eventually, Lydia's defense attorney read an article about a woman named Karen Keegan, a woman from Boston who had a condition called chimerism and believed that Lydia could be suffering from the same condition. A DNA sample was taken from Lydia's mother, which proved that she was the child's biological grandmother. And although the hair and blood samples from Lydia showed she wasn't the mother, doctors eventually took a cervical swab sample, which did prove that she was the mother. They concluded that Lydia Fairchild had chimerism and possessed two different sets of DNA within her body, and that she was indeed the biological mother to her baby. 
Chimerism can also show physical signs such as skin discoloration. In 2018, Taylor appeared on the talk show The Doctors and explained that she was born with a straight line down her stomach that had lighter skin on one side and darker skin on the other. Growing up, doctors told her it was just a birthmark, although she always had suspicions because the line was so perfectly straight. After years of battling sicknesses and autoimmune issues, she was finally diagnosed with chimerism and was told that she absorbed her twin sister in the womb and that the darker skin on her stomach was from her sister's DNA. Cindy Hastings, who was born and raised in Australia, was finding great success with her new online career development business. Then one day she experienced an epileptic seizure and was put on an anti-convulsion medication. After starting her new medication, she noticed some unusual changes in the way that she was talking, including her speech slowing down significantly, having difficulty remembering words, and she now had a French accent. No matter how hard she tried to talk in her native Australian tongue, her words came out sounding like she was from France. She even explained that her voice inside her head still sounded Australian, but when the words came out, she didn't sound like herself. Sarah Cowell, a young woman from the UK working as an IT specialist, had a severe migraine that lasted several days. When she woke up one morning to find the migraine gone, she was ecstatic and relieved until she opened her mouth to speak, and a Chinese accent came out. Sarah has now been speaking in the Chinese accent for several years, and explains that she lost many friends to it, some who were embarrassed to be around her, and others who believed that she was pretending for attention. Lisa Alamia, who was born and raised in Texas, underwent a jaw surgery to fix an overbite, and woke up out of anesthesia with a British accent. Her children came to visit her in the recovery room and thought that their mom was playing a joke on them because she sounded so different so suddenly. All three of these women were eventually diagnosed with foreign accent syndrome. First discovered in 1907, foreign accent syndrome is so rare that in the 114 years since the first person showed symptoms, less than 100 people worldwide have ever been diagnosed with the disorder. Wikipedia describes the disorder as, quote, Foreign accent syndrome is a medical condition in which patients develop speech patterns that are perceived as a foreign accent that is different from their native accent without having acquired it in the perceived accent's place of origin, end quote. It is usually brought on by a stroke or some other trauma to the brain, and 67% of people diagnosed with the disorder are female. Brain scans of those with the disorder show lesions in the left hemisphere of the brain, most commonly in the Broca's area, which is responsible for speech production. However, although to a normal person it may sound like someone with this disorder is speaking in a different accent, Researchers at Oxford University actually found that they are speaking with a speech impairment that exhibits an altered pitch and mispronounced syllables, and that it comes out sounding like an accent from somewhere else in the world, but it actually isn't. Treatment for foreign accent syndrome includes intense daily speech therapy, and about 25% of those diagnosed with the disorder have been able to recover and resume their normal speaking voice. What if you found yourself feeling and acting as though you had several cocktails, but you hadn't had any alcohol to drink? This is what happens to people with auto brewery syndrome. Also known as gut fermentation syndrome, this is when ethanol or pure alcohol 
is produced in a person's gut after eating carbohydrate-rich food. Those who suffer from the disorder have an excess of yeast in their gut, which when combined with the sugars from carbohydrates, ferments and creates alcohol in the stomach. Other symptoms that may accompany this disorder include belching, chronic fatigue syndrome, dizziness, disorientation, and irritable bowel syndrome. Those who suffer from the disorder even report feeling hungover and sluggish the next day as if they had gone out on the town drinking. One person with autobrewery syndrome said in an interview with BBC, quote, It was weird. I'd eat some carbs, and all of a sudden I was goofy, vulgar. Every day for a year I would wake up and vomit. Sometimes it would come on over the course of a few days. Sometimes it was just like, bam, I'm drunk, end quote. Luckily, this disorder can be managed with a low-carb, high-protein diet and through the use of antibiotics and antifungal therapies. What if you believed you were actually dead or that parts of your body were dying? This is the reality for people who suffer from Cotard syndrome, or sometimes referred to as walking corpse syndrome. Less than 200 people have been diagnosed with the condition since its discovery in 1880. Common symptoms of the disorder include believing you're dead or visibly dying and that parts of your body are rotting or don't exist. A study published in the Journal of Neurosciences in Rural Practice says, quote, Cotard syndrome is a rare neuropsychiatric condition in which the patient denies existence of one's own body to the extent of delusions of immortality. One of the consequences of Cotard syndrome is self-starvation because of negation of existence of self. Cotard syndrome is a rare neuropsychiatric condition characterized by anxious melancholia, delusions of non-existence concerning one's own body to the extent of delusions of immortality. It has been most commonly seen in patients with severe depression, end quote. The same journal article presented two case studies of individuals with the syndrome. One is a 65-year-old man with no prior personal history or family history of mental disorders. His initial symptoms included sadness, poor socialization, anxiety, and decreased sleep and appetite. Soon, his symptoms progressed to having delusions of catastrophe and nihilism, which is the belief that life is meaningless. He soon began to feel as though his organs weren't working, that his brain had stopped functioning properly, and that his house had cracks in it and was literally falling apart. His disorder got so bad that he tried to kill himself, leaving behind a note that said he was afraid that he was spreading a deadly infection around his small town. After his suicide attempt, he stopped eating and believed he was actually dead, leading to an unhealthy amount of weight loss. Eventually, the individual was admitted to the hospital where they found that he was suffering from depression, hypertension, and malnutrition, although a brain MRI showed no abnormalities. The patient was able to be treated with intense therapies, including electroconvulsive therapy and a combination of medication. Over the course of seven weeks, his symptoms were completely resolved, and he was able to return to his normal life and routine. Most of us use water every day, whether it be washing our hands, taking a shower, or doing the dishes. But what if simply coming into contact with water made you break out into a painful and itchy rash? This is the case for the less than 30 people who have been diagnosed with aquagenic urticardia, which is basically an allergy to water. Those who suffer from this disorder break out into hives when put into contact with water, regardless of its temperature. And interestingly, this disorder only seems to affect women. 
In severe cases, even sweat and tears will affect the individual, and they can also experience wheezing and shortness of breath when put into contact with water. In a YouTube news clip posted by Fox 9 Minneapolis, they visited the Angerman family, who has a two-year-old named Ivy, who suffers from aquagenic urticardia. Usually, symptoms do not appear until puberty or young adulthood, and Ivy appears to be the youngest person ever diagnosed with the condition. Ivy's parents noticed that when in the bath for only a few seconds, she broke out into a red rash and began crying and scratching. Her reaction to water became so bad that eventually she even had to stop drinking water. Ivy is currently on a regimen of antihistamines that help reduce her symptoms, but she still has to have very quick and minimal contact with water and probably will for the rest of her life. In another video, YouTuber Fiona Bones describes her experience living with aquagenic urticardia. She explains that in her early 20s, she began noticing that her skin became very red and irritated after taking showers and thought that it was her shampoo or body wash. However, she soon began to notice that sweat and saliva were also affecting her. She also said that it first seemed to affect only her face, then her stomach, and then spread to her entire body, and that the rashes vary in size, but always burn and itch. Fiona says that she has tried several herbal remedies as well as allergy and antihistamine medications, but nothing seems to help. She also says that she doesn't go outside during the day very often because she lives in Southern California where it's warm and any amount of sweat on her skin makes her break out into a rash. She said that the most common question she gets is how does she shower? She said that this depends on the time of year and that during the winter she can take a shower for less than four minutes with very hot water and not get too bad of a rash. She also washes her hair separately in the kitchen sink wearing gloves. And during the summer, she takes showers with very cold water, which allows her to stay in for up to 10 minutes. In Japan in 2017, a teenage girl went into surgery for a routine appendectomy to remove her appendix, which was causing a great amount of pain. However, once surgeons cut her open, they didn't see a ruptured appendix as expected, but instead found a large 10-centimeter tumor on one of her ovaries. After doctors removed the tumor, they cut into it and were shocked at what they found. Inside the tumor, they discovered hair, bone fragments, and a tiny malformed brain. It turned out that this young girl had something called a mature cystic teratoma. The word teratoma coming from the Greek word for monster. And the Mayo Clinic defines it as, quote, teratomas are tumors made up of tissues such as hair, muscle, and bone. They occur most often in the ovaries in women and the testicles in men. They may be benign or malignant. Symptoms vary depending on the location. A painful lump or swelling may be apparent. Some babies have a mass that can be seen on an ultrasound before birth. Treatment often involves surgery. In rare cases, when a teratoma is malignant, chemotherapy or radiation may be needed. End quote. It is also quite common to find teeth inside of teratomas, with up to 56 whole teeth being found inside of one. And in rare cases, the presence of a teratoma can cause other unusual side effects in people. In 2009, 22-year-old Kira Eckel began displaying unusual behavior, including becoming disoriented and delusional. At times, Kira would even speak in gibberish, which her husband would record, but when he played it back for her, she didn't remember any of it. As Kira's symptoms began to worsen day by day, her parents and husband were afraid that she would have to be admitted to a psychiatric hospital because her behavior was becoming so erratic. 
After seeing several doctors who couldn't help, Kira eventually was admitted to the neurology department at the University of Cincinnati. They determined that her odd behavior was caused by a newly discovered disease known as autoimmune encephalitis, which had been only discovered two years prior in 2007. The autoimmune disease was triggered by a tumor somewhere in her body, and tests showed that she did indeed have a rather large tumor on one of her ovaries. It turned out that the antibodies in her body were attacking the tumor, but were also attacking her brain, leading to the unusual behavior. Luckily, the teratoma was able to be removed and Kira was able to return to normal. In the year 2000, when Gabby Gingras was born, she seemed like a healthy and happy baby. However, her parents soon noticed that Gabby was scratching her face, but didn't seem to notice or cry like a normal baby. When she started teething, her parents noticed that she was severely biting her lips and hands, leaving behind painful-looking cuts and sores. Then, once Gabby's teeth came in, she began biting on hard toys and objects around the house, causing her teeth to literally fall out, and again, not crying or even seeming phased. Her parents knew that something wasn't right, and after seeing several doctors, was put into contact with a pediatric neurologist. Here, Gabby was diagnosed with something called hereditary sensory autonomic neuropathy, a disorder that causes her to feel no pain. Basically, Gabby does not possess the neurons in her brain that connect to her body, so she does not get the signal to her brain that she is experiencing pain. Eventually, Gabby was losing so many teeth and chewing up her lips so badly that her dentist decided to pull all of them. Gabby also started scratching her eyes, and it was so bad at one point the doctors sewed them shut so she couldn't put her fingers inside. The eye scratching got so bad that she went completely blind in one eye, and it had to be removed and replaced with an artificial eye, and the other eye has minimal sight. She eventually had to begin wearing a pair of swim goggles at all times to protect her eyes. And over the years, as a toddler and young child, Gabby injured herself in numerous different ways. She fell and broke her jaw, which went undetected for over a month. Another time, she stood in front of a space heater and got second-degree burns. Gabby also doesn't feel the difference in weather or temperature, and several times ran outside barely clothed and jumped into the snow. In 2014, when Gabby was 14 years old, the Oprah show visited her and her family to get an update on how she was doing. Gabby was able to attend regular school where she was getting straight A's and was now fully aware of her own physical limitations and capabilities. And although she has six specialists that she sees on a regular basis, for the most part, she is able to live a normal life. And in 2018, KARE 11 News Channel did an update on Gabby. Gabby, who was still toothless, was hoping to get a new set of teeth, but first needed jaw surgery, but was denied by her insurance. Family friends started a GoFundMe that quickly raised the money she needed for the surgery, and Delta Dental donated $100,000 to Gabby for her new set of teeth. Gabby is now in college and living the life of a normal 20-year-old girl. All right, well, that's going to be it for today's episode. I hope that many of you maybe learned something new and fascinating today. I know I definitely did. It's just so crazy to me how different our bodies can be and how resilient humans really are and that people can live with conditions like these and, you know, be on the other side to talk about it and that they're able to carry on with normal lives. Well, a lot of us are over here complaining about, you know, our allergies or something. It definitely makes me feel lucky to be in good health. And I'm really hoping that I don't wake up tomorrow with a tumor 
full of teeth or a new accent or something. Although that might be kind of cool for a little bit. But as always, I want to hear what you guys think. Were you aware of any of these conditions? Um, I had heard of the foreign accent syndrome and the water allergy before. And I also remember seeing Gabby on the Oprah show when I was younger, and I was really intrigued by her story. But the rest of these are things I've never heard of. And honestly, I could have kept going and talked about a ton more mysterious medical conditions because there are so many out there. It really is fascinating if you guys want to do any of your own research. So let me know your thoughts. You can find the show on Facebook and Instagram at Weird on the Rocks podcast, Twitter at Weird underscore Rocks, and the website weirdontherocks.weebly.com. Thank you again to today's sponsor, Two Beauties Skin and Makeup. And don't forget to visit twobeauties.org and use the code WEIRDONTHEROCKS for 10% off your order. Thank you to everyone listening and for taking the time out of your busy days to join me. I appreciate every single one of you. And until next time, cheers and stay weird. That was a Titan Cast episode.